0: He is the founder of Shuttercast, a leading digital marketing agency in India. Shuttercast started as a web development company, but now has expanded into a one-stop solution for all startups in the industry. Amol is also a traveler, blogger, and an angel investor himself. Hello, Amol. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Rarak. It's great to be here.
0: Pleasure is all mine, Amol. Thank you so much for doing this with the Socially Desi Show. And uh, before we begin the episode, I would love to know about your professional journey so far, Amol. And what was the inspiration behind starting Shuttercast?
1: So basically, uh, I started when I was 16 years old. I was in 11th class when I started. And -hmm. you know, it was time of around, I think, 2014. And uh, our country was in general going through a basic shift towards accepting startup more and, you know, being open more to startups. So I think that was a great time. And, uh, you know, it's like being at the right place at the right time. So it was kind of that situation for me. And a lot of mm-hmm. people around me uh, were starting up also, like my age people also, and a lot of the people that I got in contact with through different social media channels like Facebook and LinkedIn, etc. So yeah, I started at that time. And uh, I mean, I started with a different company uh, at mm-hmm. uh, back then. It was an artificial intelligence company, but to be honest, I had no idea how the whole thing works. And I think that was the reason the company failed miserably at it. But later on, I started learning how businesses work and how the startup ecosystem work, how a company should function and everything about it. And then steadily started learning coding also side by side via online channels and online sources. And then, you know, the Shuttercast started after that. So basically, the problem that was like, you know, I personally faced this problem. I -hmm. was working on one startup with a co-founder and we were planning to launch the product. But the issue was that we wanted a website and both of us were not very, you know, uh, good in coding and stuff related to technological stuff at that moment. So I was like, like how we can go about it. We found an agency that, you know, through Google and we contacted them. They were giving us very expensive quote about the pricing and everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was not satisfactory at the moment. So then and there, I realized why not? Let's start this company also as a side project. So basically, Shotacast okay. was started as my freelancing project in the beginning, and later mm-hmm. on, as I started because we are very transparent and very honest with our clients. Because you know, uh, no matter who the client is, even if they don't have any experience or any knowledge about technology, but we still try to give them the best possible experience and the most trans in the most transparent way that we can. So that's, I think, kind of the USP of the company. And that's how ShutterCast was started because I thought that why not let's solve this problem that, you know, companies, small companies and even big ones are facing. So yeah, that's how it started.
0: Interesting. And when was the time that you realized that this side project can be a full-time job, a full-time venture for you?
1: Uh, I think it was 2019, um, middle of 2019. So I was making more money from this company, the side project then the main found the company that i had founded that the main startup that i was working on so eventually i decided that this business has more potential and you know more growth in the future and mm-hmm. i should focus a little more towards uh, you know building it into a proper business rather than just mm-hmm. a freelancer working for companies like that and you know at that time i got in contact with good of mentors and you know good clients mm-hmm. also i have clients that i have been working for the past 5 years and you know, from the day when I had zero clients to day today when I have 500 clients, I still give the first few clients the same attention that I used to give them at the time when it was a freelance project. So, you know, attention to clients and everything is the more centric at
0: uh, the Shatagas that we do. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think I believe and uh, agree with what you said. It's really important to build those relationships over the long period of time. And like you said... Companies which started off with you five years back, if you give them the same kind of attention, the same importance, the same relevance in your system, I think that is where you build deeper connections and you get more business out of uh, the True. client. And and True. That's you know, how
1: we, we we started a lot of with a lot of company as only you know their uh, uh, online agency that makes a website mm. and app, but later on we are in partners in a lot lot of the companies that we started working with five years mm. ago because you know now they are technologically worry-free about anything that they need. If they need an app, if they need a website, if they need digital marketing stuff also. And we have expanded to other areas as well. So mm-hmm. all of them, all of these things, they can get under one umbrella and at a very reliable and affordable cost also. And with trust, basically, I believe in building trust in business. So I think that's the uh, QSP and that has helped us in retaining them. And you know, those clients have given us more clients uh, with the, just word of mouth. So that true, really helps. True
0: and when you say partners uh, you are also an angel investor so th- does that mean you also uh, put in your uh, money or is it more about providing the tech which is required for a startup uh
1: no i have invested in companies as prop as pure investment from my own okay. money as an mm-hmm. investor also but you mm-hmm. know because i'm just 24 at the moment so you know i try to be more actively involved with companies and you know invest my time as well as my money in companies and ideas that I personally believe in. It's not about mm. only making money for me at this age because my main business is doing well. It's generating good amount of revenue. So it's not only about making money at this moment. It's more about building something of value with them and also helping them out in the journey in any way I can. So I do invest uh, the money part also, but mostly it's both combined, like, you know, technical expertise along with the money. So mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And
0: when did this idea of starting your YouTube channel came into the picture?
1: So, you know, I always wanted to, like, I have this in me that I want to someday make a full length feature film. I -hmm. don't think I can be an actor, but I think I can definitely be a director or a producer of that movie. So Mm -hmm. I started my first YouTube channel in 2016. It was the same idea because I cannot act in front of the camera. So it was the same idea a Tech YouTube channel. Okay. But uh, I didn't have enough capital to support it because, you know, when you start a channel, you instantly don't get uh, brand collaboration and sponsorships and etc. You have to work hard. You have to put some money if you're not in the entertainment business because mm-hmm. entertaining content doesn't require a lot of investment. You can... A lot of big creators in India have just started with the front camera on their phones. But, you know, when yep. in a tech industry, it's a little different. And as the tech industry is a lot crowded also because, you know, everyone can make tech videos if they have one phone Mm. or two phone or even review apps or anything related to that. So it started in 2016, but that channel couldn't survive because of the financial issues that I had at Mm. that time. But later on, the second channel, uh, uh, that is the Shutter and Voyages, it started in 2019. And the idea was to, you know, properly work a lot of fixed time every day to build this channel and, you know, make quality content because I believe Mm. that... Mm. I don't create content for views. I don't create content for money. I create content to make just good content overall. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I still try to invest a lot of money and time and energy on making good content. That means good quality content. Because, you know, we as a country need to evolve on that side also that we make good quality content.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. Uh, The quality of content is really what drives your audience, your users back to your channel every day on a regular basis. And I was looking at your uh, uh, YouTube channel, Shutter and Voyages. Uh, I know that you love to travel and Dubai and uh, the Middle East is one of your favorite destinations. I was looking at the the video that he posted a few weeks back uh, to your visit to Dubai. So tell me more about uh, the channel uh, as a content creator as well as a business because you have to run both. You are a mix of an entrepreneur as well as a content creator. How much time do you generally spend on your YouTube channel and how much time is dedicated for your business? Why I'm asking this question is because a lot of the people listening to us may be in that same boat where they're trying to understand How much time should they spend on their dedicated business? And how much time should they really spend on maybe uh, starting a YouTube channel or a podcast or anything else on the side?
1: So basically, you know, I don't think there is a fixed divided line as such that how much time I spend on the channel and how much time I spend on the business. You know, when you're starting something up, you need to invest more time, more energy and more of everything. So Mm. I started the business, the website development business in 2018. And when I started the YouTube channel, This business was already in kind of a line where, you know, it was on uh, autopilot mode. Even if I'm not there, there is a team, there are people who can handle the work. I am just someone who just monitors everything, ideates and, you know, works on how to grow the business overall. So with the Shuttercast, even if I'm not in the office for, let's say, 10 days, which I am not a lot of times because, let's say, if I'm traveling, I was in uh, Dubai for 17 days in November. Mm -hmm. uh, Working out, we have expanded there also business, uh, our business. So, you know, that way, I think it's not a fixed line. But yeah, I did invest a lot of time on YouTube channel in the beginning because I uh, I was someone who was never in front of the camera, who mm-hmm. had no idea how to operate a camera, never even held a camera before and uh, never even edited a video. Like I belong from a tech background. Mm-hmm. So I know it's easier for me compared to people who are not from tech background to understand how... The video editing and everything works. It's comparatively easier. At least I feel that it's my personal opinion. Right. But uh, I still had to learn. So I think I invested a lot of time when I started the channel in learning Mm -hmm. how to edit a video. So today I can shoot a video, edit a video and be in front of the camera too. So all three things I had to (laughs) learn one by one and, you know, invest time. I remember I started learning. I started learning first on a, a Premiere Pro, Adobe Premiere Pro. And okay. then it's an editing software. Then later on, realize it's not good. Then switch to Final Cut Pro X and then realize that it's also not that good. So now settled to DaVinci <laughs> Resolve. you know, a lot of time invested in YouTube that way. I think it uh, has taken yeah. more time out of my schedule in the past one year, one or two years than the business because it was mm-hmm. business was kind of easier after a while in starting it also took a lot of time because that's why I didn't start both things simultaneously, because I think if yeah. I had started both things simultaneously, it would have been a little harder for me to manage and I, I would have to hire someone for the YouTube part as, uh, True. also. Like True. I hired a person, my uh, teammate, uh, recently. Like that was the first hire mm-hmm. that we did for shatan is the YouTube channel. He's an editor and a cinematographer. Okay. So yeah, that was a very recent hire. I think two uh, two months ago. But before yep. that, I used to do everything on the channel.
0: Interesting, interesting. I'm more of a Final Cut guy myself. Uh, <laughs> I've tried, I've tried DaVinci Resolve. It's good for note based editing and uh, color correction. But somehow, yeah. you know, I feel that Final Cut gives me a faster result. So I, I like to stick to it. It's like quick and dirty work get it done and (laughs) uh, move on to the next. But yeah, I really enjoy that. And coming to the uh, main crux of today's episode, uh, Amol, we are talking about the creator's economy in India and you have been part of the creator economy as well as the enabler economy, which is the digital marketing side of your business. Uh, Can you shed some light on what is the present landscape of the creator economy in India And how are content creators really leveraging the power of social media to monetize their content?
1: So, you know, uh, in the recent years, I think two or three years and in the time of pandemic, the -hmm. content consumption has increased many folds because there was lockdown everywhere and people were at home. So the content consumption overall has increased uh, like hugely and uh, small creators, even YouTubers and, you know, small Hmm. YouTubers who had very less subscriber base, they are, getting good response from brands. Like as you told, I have companies that want to collaborate with people who have 15 20000 subscribers. Okay. Uh, there are brands, you know, who want to collaborate with startups and uh, sorry, who want to collaborate with influencers who have even fifteen or 20,000 subscribers. And, uh, you know, Just because earlier what the scene was that we used to get clients who were like, no, we want big influencers, like let's say 1 million, 2 million, that type of uh, uh, marketing that we want. But now it's that they even want the smaller ones, the ones that are just started. And they have Mm. very good connection with the brands. Because personally, we as a digital marketing brand believe that what has changed in marketing now, that you cannot anymore hire an actor and think that your digital marketing is going very good. Because... Mm what's the difference between uh, an actor and an influencer? Is that like a social media star, let's say YouTuber or Instagram influencer or TikTok influencer, any of these social media platform uh, influencers, is that, you know, audience feels that they are connected, like, you know, very close to the person because, you know, you get to see day-to-day life and they have a very good social media presence. A lot of influencers also make daily vlogs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you feel in a way that you're invested in their life, invested in overall in their day-to-day working. So it's a very personal connection and that's what the brands want to leverage. Let's say if I'm making a tech video and someone, some a tech company wants to promote their brand, so they will, I think, choose an influencer today before uh, a smaller influencer also, a small creator also right. than the bigger ones because the reach and the personal connection is very important at this time. Mm-hmm.
0: True, true. I absolutely agree with that because... the nano-influencers and micro-influencers are uh, giving better ROIs to brands these days uh, when it comes to their content, their promotions, their uh, business. So yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. And it's really important to have a strategy in place as a content creator on how you want to grow your business, how you want to make sure that money is flowing in on a regular basis uh, from your content. So any tips you would like to share, Amol, uh, with the content creators here today, uh, what sort of strategies they should uh really implement in their day-to-day content so that they can attract a lot of sponsors, a lot of brand deals?
1: You know, honestly, my suggestion to anyone who is starting up, small creators, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about the big creators, I'm starting about the small creators who have just started up, have reached, let's say, 100,000 subscribers. You know, you should not be looking out a lot for monetizing your content. I think I might be saying things in a little different way. But it's because, you know, when you start taking lots of sponsorships and start putting in lots of ads in your videos, now somewhere it drives your audience away. Because Mm -hmm. I have seen, if I do a sponsored video, my friends won't watch that section. They will fast forward it. They'll not see it and, you know, go ahead, go without watching it or even skip the video at times. So I think that they have to play smart here. They have to decide very smartly on how to not overburden their YouTube channel with ads and sponsorship and at the same time make money via it too. So they have to, you know, do brand collaborations in a way like it's in their niche only. That it doesn't feel like it's an ad despite it being an ad. So,
0: mm-hmm. you know, not
1: just, let's say if a tech uh, creator is, is promoting a cosmetics brand, it doesn't make any sense. The customer, the uh, audience will know at the end of the day. That it's right. a paid video and they won't find... You know, they won't be that much inclined to watching that video. But let's say if a tech YouTuber is doing a phones unboxing that is a sponsored video, the the audience will still watch it because it's very relevant mm-hmm. to the niche and very relevant to the domain. So I think creators should... I mean, I understand that you have to run a business because a YouTube channel is a business and I totally it right. that it requires uh, same dedication and same energy from the founder or from the, from the creator that a normal, typical... Startup does. I think I treat both things as startup only. A YouTube mm-hmm. channel also. But you have to, again, same thing that you have to do, that you have to play smartly in startups. That same thing applies there, that you have to be very smart with how you want to monetize your content because one on one side you have already YouTube's monetization, which is not very significant, but it's still there. And then you have right. brand deals in which I think creators should be smart and uh, like we have devised a plan, if I give you what we do uh, for monetizing our content. We, I don't think I will ever be making videos for money solely because for me, as I told you, I, the quality of the content is very important because I want to bring India to the forefront where, y- you know, creators from the Western countries like US or UK looks at us and tells that, you know, they are making good quality tech videos also, which I think somewhere right. is lacking right now. Like let's mm. say we compare to someone like MKBHD or other big creators, uh, tech YouTubers outside India. So it's difficult for us to match the that level of quality in the initial stages. And that's what I want to do. So I think that way, what I'm doing is, you know, I'm turning the resources that I have for the channel. Let's say if I had a video editor, I mm-hmm. started leveraging the services for other company or for other startups work. Like, right. you know, getting video editing gigs and making little profit out of it small small things like for doing for product photography for amazon for other companies and you know for products like that so that way and with the social media presence you can also kind of do social stories instagram stories etc right and right. very intelligently integrated with your brand or mm. instead make a separate business with the same resources that you have for the channel True. which i personally True. believe is the best middle way out of this that you don't overburden your channel and you don't uh, you know, miss out on the opportunities of earning money because at the end of the day, it's a business and it needs to earn money.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think golden nuggets shared by you Amol here because uh, I completely resonate with the fact that you need to be smart enough to understand where to put your content, how to release your content, how much of brand deals you need to do, what should be the right balance. And I think when you are just starting off this whole monetization pressure, uh, a lot of content creators that they take on their head is really overwhelming a lot of times and they really true, and you know
1: i think it somehow negatively affects their content also which at the end of the day is the most important aspect of the channel true true
0: absolutely and uh, that is where i think even when i speak with content creators podcasters i tell them that at the end of the day, what will truly bring back your audience to you is the content and you should not look like a sellout on every other video that you do. And so, you really and, and I like the idea that you spoke about being mo- focused more on content and being in a position where uh, the content creators who are in the rest of the world, who are doing great, who are big content creators can look back into our country and say that, oh yes, you know, this XYZ YouTuber is doing great with his content or that XYZ podcaster is making really good content. So that is where we need to thrive as content creators. And that is how this economy will really boost and go to a level where we can add value to our GDP. We can be recognized more uh, by the government and be a part of, even though we are still part of uh, the the economy, we are uh, bringing in money. from from various parts of the world. Like, you know, you are doing business in the UAE. There are so many other content creators which are getting sponsored deals from the US, from the UK. So they are bringing in money into the country. But then for us to be recognized as part of the GDP, as part of uh, the entire system, I think more work needs to be done. And I think as creators, we have to push that uh, agenda more rather than just talking about how can I monetize my uh, content exactly. online. True. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. at
1: the end of the day, it's about creating value. And when mm. you are making content and it's a video content or even a podcast, you need to think that you have to create value. And if someone like I was watching a Skillshare video of MKBHD, he specifically mentioned that if someone is going to give me eight or nine minutes of his life, I have to add value in that eight or nine minutes. Because then if I don't add any value, he won't come again to the channel. And you know, that's what drives the audience that you have to add value. And I understand, I totally completely agree that money is going to be a very big part and very challenging part also. But there are smarter ways to manage it, to handle it, and you know, to even leverage your resources for other businesses, for another companies like that. And in a way you can, I think, make good uh, money out of it and not look out just at the word that you use that, you know, look like a sellout on your channel, because we know even let's say if you are also watching, let's say YouTube video on YouTube, you'll also see and realize that, oh, this guy is only doing advertisements. There's no point in subscribing him to anymore. Let's unsubscribe and move on. So we all do that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And when
0: we see at uh, YouTube numbers, uh, we always see that a majority of the audience which is watching your videos are either ways not subscribed to you. I mean, more than 70-80% of the audience generally is not subscribed to you. So you are getting organic reach. But at the end of the day, it's about your content, which is why these people who are not even subscribed to you come and watch your videos, look at your content. And that is Uh, That is true for each and every niche and each and every uh, kind of content creators that we have in India. So coming uh, coming back to my next question, Amol, uh, what are the challenges uh, that you see brands and creators go through uh, when it comes to digital marketing and making sure that uh, the content that they release is reaching out to the masses? What sort of challenges have you seen and uh, how have you helped them Uh, with uh, providing remedies and solutions for their challenges?
1: You know, I think the biggest challenge that creators face is uh, managing how to communicate with brands and, you know, how to, if they're even approaching, if the creators are approaching, how to approach a brand, how to contact with the brand, how to get in contact with the right person and uh, how to pitch their idea. Because at the end of the day, you are selling your idea that we can get you views, we can get you uh, to sell your products through our channel. So I think on creator side, they need to be a little more active on that part, that how to pitch to the right people in the right niche. And for brands, I think uh, it's a little difficult because uh, the as the number of creators are increasing, the value is decreasing somehow. Because if let's say a lot of people are making something and it's, uh, I think, doesn't create that good of a content. And overall, the whole industry Mm. is seen as, you know, the quality of content is decreasing here. So that way I think brands are, and even we, uh, let's say if a brand comes to us, their first requirement is that, let's say if I put X amount of money on Y YouTuber, how much Mm -hmm. uh, clicks on our website we are going to get? Because these days views don't matter. You can get a company views, but it's difficult to get them engagement on their own website or on their project, uh, product or whatever they have. uh, they They want to market it through you. So I think mm-hmm. for brands, that's the biggest challenge and that's what they are looking at. And I think that's where the micro influencers come where they have a more personal relationship. So let's mm-hmm. say if a YouTuber, a micro YouTuber has 20,000 subscribers, but he can get a brand 10,000 clicks on the link on the video. And if a big influencer like 1 million or 2 million subscriber influencer is doing a video and he gets only 5,000 clicks on the uh, product page. So I think... Somehow the uh, equation balances out in front of in favor of the micro influencers at the moment, the bigger ones still are doing brand deals. It's not that they are not doing, but we see a lot of companies now wanting to, you know, connect with like give a portion of their budget of their digital marketing budget to small influencers and medium micro influencers also true true yeah
0: yeah uh, i think companies are moving more towards the roi phase of their content initially exactly, we saw yeah. uh, a lot of companies just wanted the eyeballs they just wanted their product to be in front of the audience so that's how the mega influencers and the celebrities were more in demand even though they are still in demand but i think the kind of uh, products or services that are being pushed through them is very different and uh, uh, the kind of products and services which are being pushed through the nano and micro influencers have have a very wide and, and different set of audience and, and ROIs that brands are looking at. So that's a great uh, example there, Amul. Also, uh, any closing remarks on the entire con- uh, content creator economy? And also, how do you feel that digital marketing is going to evolve in the next three to five years for both the content creators as well as the brands?
1: you know uh, both digital marketing and creator economy i think is has a very good potential in the future because in a country like india where we are just internet penetration is just uh, you know it has just started going into the masses like masses have started getting internet and they have started understanding what is YouTube and what is Instagram, how to create content. So a lot of influencers will come out of tier two, tier three, even small like village areas also who will make good content. Cause at the end, it's not about where you belong from. It's about how good you can create the content. And for brands also, it will open up more opportunities for them to, you know, connect with that side that those tier two, tier three and small villages and those type of areas where they can you know, connect with the influencer of that sort and they can market their product through them. So I think in three to five years, even specifically if I talk about creator economy, uh, countries like US is seeing lots of great growth in this sector. And India has also, to be honest, a lot of deals happened in last year only in 2021 with creator economy startups. A lot of startups have raised funding and a lot of startups have had good valuations and are actually working on very good ideas also. So I think overall the creator economy looks very good. And it somehow is going to help brands also in a way to reach to more audience in a more personalized way. So overall, it looks very good at this moment in the three to five year uh, long run. Wonderful. I believe in
0: that, Amol. And thank you so much for being on the Socially Desi show today. I'm sure that our audience today would have gained great insights and great actionable tips that they can utilize in their own content creation. And of course, guys, if you want to reach out to Amol, go check out the ShutterCast.com. Also, the YouTube channel Shutter and Voyages. We'll put the links in the show notes below. And if you want to personally connect with Amol, uh, we'll put his LinkedIn profile as well in the show notes. Uh, Reach out to him. And if you have any questions regarding content creation regarding digital marketing and how Shuttercast can really help you in your business, uh, do reach reach out to them. And if you want us to help you reach out to them, please uh, shoot us at Socially Desi and we'll help you get in connect with Amol. With that, Amol, you have been an absolute pleasure to speak with. Thank you so much for being
1: on the show today. Thank you so much, Anurag. It was great talking to you. So that wraps it up for
0: today, folks. If you liked the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends and let's go viral. Remember, our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. We would love to have Amol on the show again in the future to talk more about the beautiful world of YouTube, travel and digital marketing. So if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com. And as always, before I sign off, remember, life is black and white and everything in between.